Welcome to episode 116 of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversations with Sycamore trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all the podcast players or by going to sycamore.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. Our sponsor this week is PsychArmor, the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners, as well as custom training options for organizations. On today's episode, I'm featuring a conversation with Stephanie Brown, CEO and co-founder of The Rosie Network, and co-founder of the U.S. Military Spouse Chamber of Commerce. Stephanie is a nationally recognized leader and sought-after subject matter expert on military entrepreneurship. She has dedicated over 20 years to supporting and advocating on behalf of military families and veterans. She's a member of the Deputy Secretary of Defense Military Community and Family Policy Spouse Ambassador Network and the Military Spouse Employment Partnership, among numerous other positions. You can find out more about Stephanie by checking out her bio on our show notes, so let's get into my conversation with her and come back afterwards to talk about some of the key points. Stephanie, so glad to have you on the show to talk about your work supporting those who served and those who care for them. But before we talk about the Rosie Network, I'd like to provide you the opportunity to tell the audience a bit more about you and why this work is so important to you. Well, I'm pretty boring. But really what kind of got me on this road is I have been an entrepreneur for many years. In fact, I was a, an entrepreneur in Washington, D.C. when I met my soon-to-be husband decades ago and my father who served. He was a Vietnam veteran. He served over 20 years in the Air Force. And when he retired in California, he opened up a small brick-and-mortar store. It was a music store. He was incredibly gifted. He used music. That was his passion. So growing up, I often spent the weekends and after school helping to run his store. I look back on it now and I think, you know, I didn't realize, but I learned probably some of the most valuable lessons about small business ownership, giving back, making an impact on your community that I've ever learned. And that has served me really well over the last decade plus running the Rosie Network and some of the other endeavors that I've been engaged in. I grew up living all over the place, so many military families. I use the term military brat lovingly. Obviously, my mom was a military spouse. She gave up her career. She was in nursing to raise a bunch of crazy, unruly kids. But I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything at the time. When you're a kid and you got a PCS and leave all your friends and start a new school and have that embarrassing moment when the teacher goes, And I want to introduce our new student. You got to stand up in front of everybody. But I wouldn't change anything. I certainly learned about a lot of valuable lessons about myself during that time. And then when I was a young adult and working in my dad's store and watching how much it meant to him and how other veterans would come into the store and the way they would connect, kind of watching that magic happen. My dad was, I would always criticize my dad when I would help do the books. 
like, you sold three guitars this month, but we didn't make any money on them, Dad. You sold it at cost or below. What's going on? His perspective was we can pay the bills. He was not in it for money. He wasn't in it to get rich. He was in it because it was his passion. As long as he could pay the bills and he could share that love of music with other Vietnam veterans and their kids. So that kind of carried with me when I was living in Washington, D.C. And that fateful day, I turned around and met Tom, who was standing behind me in line. And found myself like just over a year later, PCSing overseas. I sold my business and followed him and became that, like, again, so many military spouses, unemployed, unemployable. And how that affected me was not all good. <laughs> and I realized one valuable lesson was that I was not alone. There were a lot of other military spouses in the same boat. I couldn't even get a job in my field. I just decided. At a certain point, hey, I saw a problem and I'm going to create a solution for it. And off I went. That evolved into the Rosie Network because I, I did about eight months of interviewing and holding focus groups with veterans and military spouses who were business owners. How can I set up something that would connect all these entrepreneurs, but I'll also provide them with the training and the expertise and that mentorship that we know business owners need, right? We know statistically business owners need. And that really didn't exist, especially for the military spouse community. So that was my background. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I, I laugh. I say I, I breathe it. I eat it. I sleep it. I dream it. But it's true. My biggest challenge is to stay focused on the things that I can do and not get sucked into 5,000 different directions. <laughs> which believe me, I'm prone to do, um, that's, yeah, that's the biggest challenge. But what I do and where I came from makes it so much more rewarding to sit down and talk with a young military spouse who's got an idea and some expertise, but doesn't necessarily have that business acumen uh, from what kind of entity do I stand up? What works best for me? How do I PCS it with me? How do I need a license? All those types of things, being able to create that really trusted, safe network that veterans, military spouses can come together and help each other be successful. It's really interesting listening to your story this dual and, and almost, I think, really intertwined journey of entrepreneurship, growing as an entrepreneur, seeing your father as an entrepreneur, but also as a military family member. First, as a military child, you transitioned out of the military, your family transitioned out of the military when your father did. So that changed for you. And then not that long after that, you found yourself back in the military life yeah. as a military family member again, much as a child of a service member might find themselves in the military service. And so this dual sort of life track of entrepreneurship and military family membership, so to speak, sort of crisscrossing to each other. I mean, I saw what my mom went through. My mom was a big volunteer when we PCSed overseas several times around the country. More kids were being born. <laughs> so having a full-time career for my mom was just not feasible. And again, so many other military spouses even today are in the same boat myself included. It gave me a, a sense of value and community and commitment 
to those that serve and that and the family members that serve alongside those in uniform. I when I started the Rosie Network over a decade ago, I would be in meetings even at the DOD and when I would start talking about military spouses being entrepreneurs and small business owners, back then it was, yo, okay, Stephanie, okay, yeah, that's great. What are there a couple? They're selling Tupperware and nothing against Tupperware. I love my Tupperware. But that was the mindset back then. There were times when I would get frustrated. You don't understand. But as the years went on, I just stuck with it and just stuck with it. You just keep pounding the pavement. You keep bringing it up. And then when you start to have data, I always say data is king, right? So when you start to get those statistics, like over 40% of military spouses, are interested in entrepreneurship, or they're already entrepreneurs, then suddenly people go, wait a minute, you might be onto something. And, you know, better that they get there a little late than never. So again, I mean, that in and of itself is a lesson for an entrepreneur. There's no elevator to success, only stairs. I can't remember who said that, but it's a famous woman business owner. Estee Lauder, I think it was the one that said that. And it's true. You can give up. But sticking with it is critical. Being aware of the environment that you're in is equally as important. And collaborating with others that can bring you value and vice versa is all of those are elements that are going to increase the probability of your success. So growing up in this community, being a part of it, and then marrying into the community and raising kids in the community, some of the most Incredible people I have known that I know are from this community. So I can't imagine serving anyone else. I just, I can't imagine. There's a certain amount of, of just fiery passion that some of us have, a lot of us have, for making sure that we don't let the public <laughs> take us for granted or forget that we're here and what we do. And I think. Just in the last couple of years, there's been a seismic shift in recognizing the importance of the military spouse when it comes to things like mission readiness, retention, and now I would argue even recruitment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. a lot of people are paying attention and watching. And then we're seeing a lot of companies, organizations, individuals, elected officials go whoa, wait a second. A, we need, this country needs small business owners. <laughs> we create the majority of the jobs. And going through the pandemic, we lost a lot of small businesses. So it's time to really focus on helping to create an environment that is welcoming and for small business owners. And honest, we also know that statistically, veterans are more successful in their small business endeavors than their civilian counterparts. Why not? So it's been fun. It's been fun. And I'd like to hear more on that. Obviously, you are very familiar with entrepreneurship as a career pathway. Once someone leaves the military or someone, a military spouse is in there, they might consider working in the corporate sector if they have the capacity, the opportunity, which not everybody does, as you've mentioned. What do you think it is about entrepreneurship that makes it uniquely suited for the military affiliate community? Yeah, there's there's been a lot of talk about it. We have some data. I think for myself, my own 
personal experience, again, over a decade, meeting, talking, mentoring thousands upon thousands of entrepreneurs in every stage of business, right? From concept or they just have an idea to launch and growth. And some of them making tens of millions, hundreds of millions. Based on my experience, I think it boils down to a couple of things. And a lot of them are crossovers. Those that we've identified that help make veterans successful are also characteristics that make military spouses successful. So it is, it's the ability to work in a team, build a team, and have that mission first mindset to get others on board of your mission. That is something very unique, especially since veterans are 10 times more likely to hire other veterans. That certainly, certainly helps. But it is that, that singular focus. Also, ability to overcome obstacles. So you served, you know, right? You, you're given a mission. Oftentimes, it's not smooth sailing. You've got obstacles you have to overcome. You're not going to necessarily go back to someone higher up and go, hey, there's a problem I need help with. No, you're going to go, hey, there's a problem. Let's fix it. Who do we need to bring in to help fix this problem so that we can accomplish the mission? That mindset is crazy, crazy important for an entrepreneur. We also have a, this built-in community where a lot of us are automatically or are driven to help each other succeed. I see that kind of collaboration happen within the military community that you don't see necessarily in the civilian sector. So there are a lot of things like that. Not quitting. You made it through boot camp. So oh, obviously you got a blister on your foot. You're not going to raise your hand or go, I quit. It's too hard. I quit. It is hard. It's hard and it's lonely and it's frustrating and we're less likely to do it alone because we have that backup. And then for military spouses, we're also so accustomed to doing things on a budget. We all know nobody joins the military to get rich. You do it for multitude of reasons. Primarily, it's to serve the country that you love. The pay can be a challenge. We all know this, right? And so military spouses are incredibly resilient. Got to pick up and move our kids, the pets, the house, new school, new home, new neighborhood, new friends, on and on. We're incredibly resilient and we think outside the box because when we show up to a new place, there isn't like, okay, this is exactly what your day is going to look like. Here, here's everything that you're responsible. We got to create that on our own. We have to reinvent everything every time we move. So those are all characteristics that makes for great entrepreneurs. And I think that's one of the reasons why we see so many in particular military spouses start. I will tell you, after World War II, roughly half of the veterans transitioning out became small business owners. That number has continued to go down, right? So we're hovering under 10%, 5%, 8 I have a real problem with that. We know that veterans, when they get out and they find where their new home is, where they're going to plant their flag, they become involved in those communities. They oftentimes volunteer. Uh, they get involved in the local DFW or American Legion, or they become volunteers in a school. They become coaches. We know this. And that means there's huge value to that community, right? It, helping to build that real strong community. One of my goals that I don't do alone, I do with a bunch of other really incredible people, is to help change that number. How can we help change that number? How can we get more veterans in business 
because then they become community business leaders. And what happens, right? They improve that community. So I think it's looking at the bigger picture. It's really important that we that we focus on changing that statistic and then helping the military spouses who continue, continue to have the highest unemployment and underemployment costing taxpayers. I think it's like $1.2, $1.7 billion a year. That's something that we can also change. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there is a combination of the necessity sometimes that you have no choice but to be a small business owner, be an entrepreneur, but also the ability is there. And so a lot of your work, we've talked about the Rosie Network is designed to support and develop not just military spouses, children, as well as veterans and service members. You have a number of initiatives. What can you tell us about some of the programs of the Rosie Network? So the Rosie Network is really everything that we do is based on our program called Service to CEO. So it is eight modules. We provide it to the Wounded Warrior Project. We provide it to Elizabeth Dole Foundation for caregivers because they're both those segments of our community, their lifestyles are very different. Then we have the regular service to CEO. Again, eight modules. We developed it with the help of a, a university and it's national award winning. We cover pretty much everything. And then in addition to that, we have one-off sessions. So if you're, you go through the program and you decide, I want to do government contracting. So we have a module specifically for that. What we do is we bring in the best subject matter experts that we can possibly get our hands on. Everything from, you know, business plan, how to get funding, what do banks look for? We bring in attorneys, we bring in business tax professionals, HR, you name it, all those things that will cost you a lot of money to hire. We have them. We have them. So you go through the program, you learn from them, and then you interact with the other members of your cohort, which is where really a lot of the magic happens. And then when you graduate from service to CEO, you know, we, we just got approved for a license. So you actually get a college credit when you go through service to CEO. And then you can join our free national alumni. So we never let you go. <laughs> we like to say we get you from infinity and beyond. So you can join our national alumni program where we hold master classes. And again, that that health, that mentorship continues. Last year, we launched, I think, one of my, my the favorite things that we do because being a military kid and raising military kids, we launched the military kidpreneur camp. So it's a certain age group where military kids, they need love too. And they're also very entrepreneurial mm-hmm. and they're very outgoing and driven and they have resources that you and I didn't have when we were kids, right? So I'm super excited about that. Fisher House Foundation gave us a grant. So we're now offering that year round. So if you know a military kid who's got an idea, some of the businesses, you can go on our website and meet some of these kidpreneurs. They're just extraordinary. And then I think toward the end of the year for the last, I think this is our sixth or sixth year or seventh year, we do a National Veteran and Military Spouse Entrepreneur Awards or Rosie's Awards, where we get hundreds of nominations from all over the country. And then our judges, nobody on the Rosie team has anything to do with the judging, but we bring in real great people, some of our subject matter experts and whatnot, and they come in or business leaders. They come in and they go through each category. So veteran startup, military spouse startup, uh, on and on. I think we have 11 or 12 categories. And then we announce them every year, which I think is just another way to celebrate and recognize what incredible individuals out there are doing. And that's and we do a lot more. But hey, 
You can go to our website. I would ask everybody, follow us on social media, meet some of these entrepreneurs. Who knows? One of them might be in your neighborhood. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So if people wanted to find out more about the Rosie Network, we'll definitely link to your social networks. But what's the website for those who are listening? TheRosieNetwork.org. Super simple. And Rosie is for Rosie the Riveter. That we can do it attitude. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I'll make sure that all of those links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Dwayne, it has been my pleasure. Thank you for allowing me the time to talk about one of my favorite things, empowering the next generation of military business owners. I love it. Absolutely. Once again, we'd like to thank this week's sponsor, PsychArmor. PsychArmor is the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners, as well as custom training options for organizations. The word that comes to mind when hearing Stephanie's story is one of perseverance in something that you're passionate about. Continuing on in something you believe in, even if it seems as though no progress is being made. That's what you hear in her personal efforts to make a difference in the lives of military and veteran spouse entrepreneurship, but it's also what's necessary in entrepreneurship in general. From these initial skeptics and naysayers that she encountered when she first started to bring these topics up to where we are now, it's amazing. It's not to say that we have solved the problem of unemployment and underemployment for military and veteran spouses who have fully recognized their contributions to the military itself, let alone the security of our nation. There's still a long way to go, but through the efforts of Stephanie and her colleagues, progress is being made. Another point, or maybe collection of points, that I would like to highlight from our conversation is Stephanie's list of what makes service members, veterans, and their spouses good entrepreneurs. I think these are things that people understand intuitively, but Stephanie provided a pretty good list. First, the ability to work as a team, build a team, and get that team focused on a mission. From the first minute you step off the bus or cattle car or whatever in basic training, you're formed into groups and teams, and someone from your group is put in charge. My first leadership experience was as a buck sergeant with about three weeks' time in grade, serving in the role of a squad leader in airborne school. Working within teams and getting everyone to at least move in a similar direction is one of the most basic things you learn in the military. The ability to overcome obstacles, literally, of course, on those towers and in those mud pits found on many military installations, but also obstacles like constrained resources, uncertain environments, and setbacks. Do more with less has always been the motto of the military, and it's the same in entrepreneurship. A built-in community that collaborates to help others in the community succeed. I once had a Marine tell me that every Marine has five minutes on the beachhead of another Marine's soul. Someone who's a veteran will likely provide some measure of support to another veteran. Five minutes, five hours, or five years. But if I think of the different projects that I've worked on since I've retired, every single one of them has been alongside other veterans or military spouses the military network effect is a real thing. And her point about military spouses specifically doing things on a budget, that goes without saying, especially for those of you listening who served or have a loved one who did. And it never goes away. Just yesterday, almost 10 years after retiring from a 22-year military career, my partner spent three hours on the phone shopping around for a better deal related to an aspect of our household finances. Problem solving, especially when it comes to budgeting, is a key skill that many military spouses have and it's necessary in entrepreneurship. So it's a pretty good list about why veterans and their spouses make good entrepreneurs. It's not comprehensive, but it's a start. So I hope you appreciated my conversation with Stephanie. If you did, we'd like to hear from you. So if you have some feedback, let us know. Drop a review in your podcast player of choice or send us an email at info at 
We're always glad to hear from listeners, both feedback on the show and suggestions for future guests. For this week's Psychomer Resource of the Week, I'd like to share another podcast episode that I think would be a valuable companion to this one, episode 91 featuring Jamie Chapman talking about the Military Spouse Chamber of Commerce, which Stephanie co-founded along with Jamie. In that episode, you'll hear about the organization that works to ensure that all active duty and veteran military spouses have the tools and resources they need to strengthen their families, communities, and the economy. You can find a link to the resource in our show notes. So thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to take a look at the show notes, which you can find in the podcast app, as well as on the Psychummer website, psychummer.org forward slash podcast. While you're there, you can find hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. All of these courses are free to individual learners. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation and make sure to engage with Psychummer on social media to let us know what you thought about the show. I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. This show was produced by Headspace and Timing, and all rights to the show remain reserved by PsychArmor. Much appreciation to the team at PsychArmor that makes the show happen. Carol Turner, Vice President of Strategic Communications, who keeps me on track and is an outstanding guest coordinator. Support and transcripts by Emma Atherall. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we request that you do, but make sure to let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode, and until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.